0: It's Fotag, and I'm Yonovan.
1: I don't have enough letters to switch around that it makes any sense, and they're all vowels.
0: Hey, you know what? You put the effort in, and that's what counts. And uh, speaking of effort, Arthur and I were talking before, and uh, I remembered that before doing the podcast, we both did stand-up for a little bit, uh, doing open mics and whatnot.
1: Well, you did open mics. I wrote jokes that I never told anybody.
0: Oh, well, today is going to be the day that they come okay, out then. Because right. uh, Arthur has his notebook, his jokes notebook, and uh, I'm a little out of breath because I just dug through the um, uh, mysterious boxes in my closet to find this ripped up legal pad uh, from when I did stand up in LA like three or four years ago. And. Wow. Uh, yeah, part part of the thing with that is just, like, jokes. You know, you kind of get your notebook, you write a little idea down, you come back to it later. Sometimes uh, maybe there's something funny. Oftentimes it's uh, it's just nonsense. So, uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd share some of the highlights with you. Yeah. So what do you got, partner? Okay, give here we your, go. Give us your best note joke. All right,
1: note, joke. all right. I think this might be the best one in the whole book.
0: Horse meat.
1: Who gives a shit? Nobody knows how to cook anyway. You're just going to throw it in a skillet with some grain and then s- cheese and salt and horse meat. Here's a recipe for you. Cheese, salt, horse meat.
0: <laughs> that sounds like something you'd catch uh, some disheveled man screaming at you in the CVS parking lot. <laughs> just about horse m. meat! You can succeed see in horse meat! It's horse meat and lasagna. Oh my god. I got one here. Uh, yes, yeah, so you heard of uh, Robo tripping? Yeah, uh, it's when uh, it's when kids drink like a whole bottle of Robitussin and uh, get high. And uh, yeah, I, I tried that. I drank a whole bottle. I, I tripped so hard I couldn't cough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Nailed it! All right. Okay. Here's here's a premise for for a sketch I wanted to write. Let's Um, hear it. Okay. So there is this dude, and he's maybe in his early 20s, and he's realized that he's a homosexual, but his only frame of reference for how a homosexual acts is Fox News. Oh, boy. Okay. So let's (laughs) see. This is written over the course of, like, several pages here. Just flipping through here. Okay. Okay. So this is where this is where I start. All right, sex with children is fucked up, right? Let's just let's just start with that. You can't have sex with children; it's unacceptable. Um,
0: this is this is part of what you wrote? Oh yeah, this is not okay, okay. okay. So
1: verbatim, sex with children is fucked up, right? Let's just start with that. Let's establish a baseline. We agree with that. And as for myself, the most satisfying slash weirdest sex I've ever had is with a PhD student.s with With it was with a PhD student. Who wore nice sweaters and drank tea and read Virginia Woolf, but I want to film a short where a suburban kid figures out he likes dicks, and his only frame of reference is the weird megachurch that his sister/slash family goes to, and they're all all gay dudes want to destroy marriage, and all gay dudes are pedophiles. The next part is where I think you're going, was <laughs> where I think I'm going to lose you. So he decides to date a kid going on a date with a kid like he invites a nine-year-old that he meets down the street uh out to dinner in a movie like at a faux asian restaurant like a hip bistro and they go to like cinema 35 and like things that a nine-year-old is super not into and the nine-year-old's just like let's go to mcdonald's (laughs) and he's trying to take him out to like fancy places and like trying to impress him
0: (laughs) jesus christ
1: yeah (laughs) I feel i still feel like there's something there
0: that's i, I think there's a good bit there you know uh <laughs> <laughs> just comes down to dating advice for pedophiles more exactly. or less. yeah it's really fucked
1: up <laughs> the premise oh, is yeah. that he doesn't like so his only understanding is that like gay people are pedophiles i'm gay so i must be a pedophile i'm gonna date a nine-year-old
0: oh okay okay i'm following i'm following that definitely I, I i think that definitely has more uh more grounds than my robo Robitussin joke
1: definitely had more hey, words
0: hey uh, hey arthur you uh you know they say uh eighty seven percent of statistics are made up on the spot right mhm well uh sixty nine percent of statistics contain a childish innuendo <laughs>
1: that's like that's very good <laughs> i like that a
0: uh, lot i always liked that one i think that's uh and this is a low bar i think that's the best thing i've found in this notebook <laughs> here's yeah.
1: here's here's a fun entry that i just uh rediscovered uh i used to get like really fucking stoned and writing this thing like i would get like beyond high like beyond thunderdome high oh boy and so i i just wrote i used to write with a um I had a two-ended sharpie marker, and one was like a fine tip and the other was like the thick tip. And so I wrote mostly with the fine tip. Um, But on this page, with the thick end, I wrote, I will cloak myself in powers forgotten. Bathe myself in pure light. Cure your brethren.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta say, your shit is at least, this is solidly creative. I would be why why did you never go up to an open mic?
1: I don't fucking know it's just the one time I went to an open mic, I ended up fucking the host before nice. like without getting any stage time.
0: Well, that's your problem you you got it made immediately. you yeah. show up at the club you don't even have to do a set. Everybody <laughs> wants to fuck this celebrity so, I feel like you had a complete and total stand up career already,
1: yeah, yeah, I already okay. did the arc
0: before uh, before we get into things uh. I've I found two little uh, snippets here as well.
1: Okay, let's hear uh, them.
0: Number one, uh, the title is Bidet, and mm-hmm. below it it just says, there's something here. <laughs> A little bit farther down the page, one line says, tell drunk story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is is very upset that they were not around to see uh, some of those open mics. Oh, but, uh, man. Maybe we'll bring it back, Arthur. Now that I've found a magic notebook and uh, with my podcasting experience, maybe maybe we can make it back to the stage. Yeah. Maybe I can make it up for the first time. Tell the horse meat joke. Anyway, I'd like the horse meat joke. I'm big on the horse meat joke. I think it's uh, got... It's got, uh, it's got some legs. That didn't make any sense. F-
1: okay. Face Faceberg. Fa- face, face faceborough name name if Facebook was a town it would be named
0: faceborough <laughs> oh yeah, totally all right well we've uh we've sufficiently entertained the uh listeners and brought their spirits yeah. up if anyone's uh,
1: still listening uh this is a show about <laughs> relationships yeah
0: and uh now it's time to to bring some heartbroken young people's uh Feelings up, make their hearts chipper. Because yes, it's radio free tote bag. And here are some relationship questions. Okay. Okay. Need advice on how to talk to a boy, thirteen question mark, who had has a crush on me, forty one M. Who has a crush on me, thirteen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was a callback to the, <laughs> the, the dating sketch. All right. Jesus Christ. Oh, I got to put my helping face on, not my uh, my bad open mic face. All right. We're in this for real now, folks. Thank you for sticking with us. Yep. Throwaway because my mom stocks my main account. In grade four, a friend who was a boy told me he liked me when we were walking home together from school one day. I just walked away, and then we didn't really hang out much after that because I moved away. When I came back, he had also moved away, and so I didn't see him until grade 8. Now we have a class together, and sometimes he looks at me weirdly, but he looks away when I look at him. I need advice on what to say when I talk to him about his crush that he had on me a few years ago. I keep meaning to talk to him, but I just never get around to it. TLDR had a boy who had a crush on me in grade 4, who oh, we both moved away didn't see each other until grade 8 have one class together and it's awkward i it was posted by coins smell weird
1: <laughs> very good name for somebody so young
0: it is that rolls uh, yeah that's a solid observation also very true it's true uh okay this is if if somebody had an interest in you a few years ago uh when you're in adulthood you know mm-hmm. that's usually a sign that maybe there's something there, and you should talk to him. yeah uh you know four years isn't that long, uh but if you're an eighth grader, like the perception of time that you have between eighth and fourth grade that's like fucking millennia, yeah, you know what I mean you're at least probably twice the height that you were uh your brain has grown grown uh several sizes mm mm-hmm. yeah uh you get you get what I'm saying here like I don't I hear I don't you, know how yeah. relevant I don't know how relevant this is. Hmm. to to your current state. Uh and part of the reason he would be looking at you weirdly is just cuz he kind of recognizes you and maybe like vaguely remembers that but like for people at that age that's like a long fucking time ago.
1: Or every day he has uh woken with his na- with your name on his lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just just every morning, and he's he's got this flame for you, and he's just he's alive for the first time when he looks at you. You know. There we
0: go. Yeah. Every day that he wakes up, uh, since waking up in his race car bed uh, in grade four, <laughs> until upgrading to a bunk bed now,
1: he wakes up every morning. Coins smell weird.
0: <laughs> Her words stuck with me. Uh, I, I guess in terms of advice, the point I was trying to get at here was like, I just don't know how relevant that is. Uh, you get what I'm saying? I suppose what you're stepping But if you're interested in this, you know, in this guy, uh, you know, then, then talk to him and, and kind of see what happens. I, f- uh,
1: I feel like there's not a much better first boyfriend than a boy who had a crush on you when you were in fourth grade.
0: That's true. That's good. I, I assume, uh, most people's development, uh, Probably at least a little more interesting right right <laughs> you'd probably have more stuff to talk about at uh in eighth grade than you did in, in fourth grade it's true and uh yeah I, and this is also you know i th- I think I had my first somewhat girlfriend crush thing going on as as about thirteen. I feel like that's kind of the entry age when for most people like you can have like the trappings of an actual relationship uh mm. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, you can uh, you know, have your parents drive you to the movie theater. It yeah, yeah, exa- like, do exactly. stuff.
0: Exactly. So, I I'd just say if you if you're into this guy, you know, I'd say something to him. And you have something in common with him, you know, you used to you used to know each other. Yeah. Uh So there's your starting point. Like, "Oh, I remember you moved away." No 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 no. You know, yeah, where- into you. Yeah, where'd you go? It, exactly. Uh but keep in mind, too, like the look away weirdly and stuff. I think most people at around 13 are going to be pretty, pretty awkward. Yeah. I, so I just, I just keep that in mind, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely going to be uh, stilted and difficult. And he's not going to know what to say. And you're not going to want to know what to say. But you're also 13. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. Roll the dice on it. Uh, you know, go catch uh, Shrek Six or whatever the kids are watching these days, <laughs> and uh, maybe see if he tries to hold your hand. There you go.
1: Oh, and then shit is one hundred percent on if he does.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you might may upgrade to an a arm around his shoulder. Oh my
1: god, let's not get crazy.
0: This brings me to something, Arthur. When did you uh, when did you have your first kiss,
1: or, I... like girlfriend
0: or I guess all all those things? Uh, kindergarten. Seriously?
1: Yeah, there was this girl, Damn. and I was like, she's got like long blonde hair, and she's got like blue eyes. And she's really pretty. She's really pretty. And so I walked up to her, and I'm like, "Hey, um, uh, do you want to be my uh, girlfriend?" I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. And she that was is like, "Fucking confidence." Yeah, and she was like, "Okay." I'm like hell yeah. So then we went around the playground, and we played games together. And then one day, I just was like. And she's like, she like looked at me and like, she looked all surprised and a teacher saw us and was
0: like, kissing is forbidden. <laughs> Some Romeo and Juliet shit right there. Yeah.
1: And then I said, I said, uh, if kissing is outlawed, only outlaws will kiss because I knew film references far beyond my years.
0: <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys still together or?
1: No, we broke up in probably like fourth grade. You dated a girl from kindergarten to fourth grade? Yeah, I'm a
0: commitment man. Damn, dude, that's <laughs> that's fucking wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I think the extent of my uh, that like my relationship, any interactions with girls in first grade, uh, I spit on a girl's head from the top of a playset because I thought she was cute, and uh, then I got in detention. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah. Damn. A little, little different stages of development there. I think it, I think it took me a, a while to catch up. Nah, dude, I, I didn't kiss a girl for the first time until I was 15. Damn. I know. I know. It's just, uh, that's all in my head about it, up until yep. that point. that will happen. Yeah. I guess to circle back to this then, you know, uh, I don't think this is something you could necessarily just give as advice, but, uh don't don't overthink this shit uh at that age like if i could talk to 13 year old me there's a girl as my neighbor she is definitely into me there's like a thing going on we were like in eighth grade but never tried oh. to kiss her or anything because i was just so oh, wrapped up in man. anxiety about it yeah shit yeah. could have been on it could have been i remember we i moved about a year later and i, I kicked myself like all through uh uh, rest of middle school I was like fuck dude
1: uh, that would have been uh, lit as fuck having your girlfriend next door when you're 13 shit that's,
0: that's true that's true uh, unfortunate tale so don't let this time uh, don't let this chance pass you by Coin smell weird uh, take a dice roll on this guy and uh, you know go see Romeo and Juliet 16 or whatever the kids are
1: watching <laughs> these days whatever they're about yeah the Spongebob movie <laughs>
0: yeah Uh, Speaking of Spongebob, how about this next question?
1: How how about this next question in relation to
0: Spongebob? Um, uh, Girl suddenly asked my boyfriend permission to talk about Tinder. That kind of worked. Sorry,
1: Go, go. So, okay. Girl suddenly asked my boyfriend permission to talk about Tinder, F24. My BF is friends with another female. They hung out at her house twice. Alone. And a few weeks later, they were texting, and she was like, "So, do you want to hear about my Tinder story?" or embarrassed emoji crying laughing emoji. They're friends for like a year. She tells some random random personal crap, not boys related. Now suddenly she asked permission if she can tell about her Tinder story. Is this shady? She never asked permission. It feels like semicolon. Yo. <laughs> We banged once, but I'm looking further now, so do you want to hear, or is that too awkward? BTW, the fact that she's on Tinder means nothing regarding if she has an affair. A friend of mine has, like, three fuck buddies and is still on Tinder. (laughs) T-L-D-R. Girl suddenly asks permission to ask about Tinder, but never does this before, and that was posted by Borsato Marco.
0: Oh, man. You are reading into this way too much, yeah, my friend um it just seems like you're uncomfortable with the fact that he has this friend and kind of you know looking for uh you know looking for suspicious signs but i I don't know that that's a pretty normal way to like bring up a story don't you't don't you think
1: said so you want to hear my tender story, or yeah, yeah. dude, hit it
0: like, no' because I, I, I don't think that's uh him trying to avoid l her trying to avoid hurting his feelings or something because you know, they, they hooked up. I, I think you're, you're definitely reading into this too much. And, uh, you know, you, you gotta see what's going, you gotta kind of search yourself and see what's going on there. Like, has he been doing other shady things? Is there a reason it came to this? Did he cheat on you before? Uh, but if the answer to those is no, then this probably comes down to personal insecurity or anxiety. Yeah. And, uh, if you keep engaging these thoughts, that's that's going to cause problems. Not, yeah. you know, the fact that this girl wants to tell him a story about Tinder. I yeah. want to hear the story about Tinder, too. I'm yeah. it's not on there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> fuck? That friend of mine has, like, three fuck buddies, and it's still on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> got to get more fuck buddies. Yeah, man. You got to catch them all. <laughs> fuck, fuck buddies, man. Fuck, man.
1: i like fucky mon that's good there we go yeah
0: yeah gotta collect all this fucking that's such (laughs) a strange aside like it is that's what you need to clarify here well Uh, and
1: and also like if she has a friend who's fucking all these people that might give her the impression that uh her boyfriend's trying to fuck all these people you know
0: I, i hear that that could that could make sense too um I thought these were people... I was looking at the age there. It's 24. I, this sounded like some younger stuff. It uh, really did. Yeah. Maybe just the context from coming from the, the middle school-aged question. But, um... No. You you gotta have trust in your relationship here. Like, just because, you know, people in their 20s... A lot of people just go and hook up with people, and that's fine. Uh, but that doesn't mean everybody's trying to do that. Like, you're you're in a relationship with this guy. I feel like we always come back to this. You know? You're together... If there aren't actual signs pointing there, then give them the benefit of the doubt. Trust your partner, and if you can't do that, then you really shouldn't be dating this person. Straight up. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Not, not much, uh, no responses or anything in the comments, but I'd, I'd definitely be interested on in what's been going on here.
1: Yeah, basically just people saying, you're seriously reaching. Sounds pretty normal. Why is your boyfriend showing those texts to you?
0: <laughs> exactly. All that's right. interesting. Well, I'll it, try to Oh go for it.
1: If you're digging through your sos texts and shit, that's a problem. Shouldn't be doing that.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I, I forgot to address that part too. No, that's that's just another big ass sign of uh you know in, insecurity on and worrying on your part. And you shouldn't you know, you can't engage with that shit or you're you're going to sabotage your own relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, just to general, people, don't fucking go through your partner's phone. That is the scrolling through texts and shit. That is the, ah, uh, that is such a weird fucking thing to me.
1: And if you have a fucking joint Facebook account, just, just kill yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck that. It's like I the, forgot that was a thing. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah,
1: dude, it's uh, really fucking gross. Uh,
0: especially, I don't know, dude, if you're two, like, fucking old married 60-year-old Jim gym and Jimettes, that's kind of a cute thing, but if you're in your 20s and you're doing it from, like, some sort of, we need to see messages from other people thing. Like you really need to address your insecurity in that, in that department. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have to be checking through your partner's texts and stuff for suspicions, um, what, like, what does that say about the relationship? You know means You I mean? ain't got no you, trust
1: it, and exactly. trust is the foundation of a relationship. Yes, it is.
0: All right. Well, Borsado, Marco, I, uh, I don't know. I hope you come to terms with that. I hope that works out. But it sounds like you got to do a little soul searching there. Yeah. I hope you get there. I hope so too. Well, I got great news this week. Uh, As I posted on as I posted on Facebook, uh, poor Picky was trapped under a blanket, leaving only her tail. I know. It's the only way I found her was the tail sticking out. And uh, mumbled through the covers, I heard her say, "The only thing that could free me." Is posting questions to the Radio Free Topic <laughs> Anonymous Question Box. Asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements, uh-huh. Asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making
1: statements, uh-huh. And let me tell
0: you, listeners, you came through because uh, we got three, three uh, anonymous question box questions for
1: you. An embarrassment of anonymous question box questions.
0: Oh, yes. And uh, so Picky is free. She's actually curled up on the bed now. She thanks you, and I thank you. Oh. And to uh, other listeners, uh, just to give you an update on this, uh, anonymous question box, links on our website, links on our social media. Uh, go there, type your question in. You don't have to make an account or anything, and uh, we'll answer it on the show. And uh, I think Picky from now on just, like, gains superpowers the more questions you post. So Hell, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's all for a very good cause. So, uh, number one of the three questions, here we go. What do you do when you've lost motivation to chat up strangers on the internet, but you're still single and want to find some bun? Hmm. Hmm. Uh,
1: to me, what I do is I go through that Rolodex. I hit the Facebook, I go and I see who's on Messenger, and I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Shit, hadn't talked to her in a minute. It was good. That's how, <laughs> that's how I live my life. Uh... But I am uh, alone, so <laughs> I don't know what that tells you.
0: Hell yeah. Slide slide into those DMs. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say go out more, too. Yeah. Like, I I get this sometimes where you're you know, doing tenure a bunch of stuff and you just get kind of burned out on it. I don't know. You just go the traditional route. Go with your friends, and uh, you see somebody cute, go talk to them. Yeah. Or maybe you meet somebody like V, your friends. Just do it the old-fashioned way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or go rock climbing see who's at the gym. <laughs> you know the deal. You know the uh, the traditional. You know methods. what it'd be. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I'd also say, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with, like, kind of losing the energy on Tinder or something like that. I, I think that's pretty normal. I think everybody who's done kind of app dating gets to that. Because it can just get kind of tedious when you're swiping. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm single as shit. I'm seeing hundreds of people here. What? Why is nothing happening? Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Don't lose that faith that you're a wonderful person. You know, get out there and show people how wonderful you are. Yeah. Maybe you'll find another wonderful person. Yeah. Or maybe you'll find three fuck buddies. <laughs> there you go. And isn't that the uh, greatest gift of all? <laughs> Uh, this brings us to question two. Uh, clearly, a very, very serious question. Um, how much cherry sauce is too much cherry sauce for an orgy? Hmm.
1: What kind of cherry? sauce? So we talking about like a grenadine? That's a pretty thin. It's a pretty thin sauce.
0: Yeah, you don't have to worry too much about uh, clumping with the old the old grenadine. <laughs> but if this is like some sort of jam situation, uh, I can yeah. get. That'd get pretty sticky and pretty clumpy.
1: Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want a pretty viscous, uh, but also thin enough to just kind of put a. You want a thin layer over everybody, uh, so that you that you cook up nice and nice and plump together.
0: Exactly. You definitely definitely don't want to be uh, inhibiting your mobility with uh, an overdose of cherry sauce. Uh is cherry is this a thing i, uh, I don't know am i, I just no so idea. out of the orgy game <laughs> you know or orgy game i thought it was hip dude <laughs> 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 yeah maybe, maybe that is so it happens i you will turn 26
1: my... you, you're out of the game you're not hip no nah, more ex-
0: exactly dude i'm decrepit and unfamiliar with my orgy sauces <laughs> I will tell you, I have I have tried once before in terms of food products. The trope in movies of, like, whipped cream. Like, we're going to have sex and, like, put whipped cream on each other. And uh-huh. we're going to, like, eat the whipped cream off and it's going to be really hot. Uh, gave that a try. Not not great. Mm. Uh, really kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, that was, that was my experience.
1: Can I hip you uh, to a game that one might play with a can of whipped cream in a partner? What you got? Okay, here's what you do. Eat- whipped cream enema? Uh that's a good one, but oh, okay. the, what I'm thinking of is a game where you put uh so one player or partner, I guess, <laughs> uh, uh puts on a blindfold, right? So you're blindfolded. And then the other partner puts a sp- like a dab of whipped cream somewhere on their body. Could uh, could be anywhere, right? Could. Yeah. And then the other blindfolded partner
0: has to find it with their mouth. That that actually sounds like a reasonably good time. That's pretty good. How, how we went about it was like, we're just going to put the whipped cream in each other and uh, eat the whipped cream off of each other. <laughs> You're like, and, uh, now we're just eating a
1: bunch of empty calories. What are we doing?
0: <laughs> it also leaves everything just unpleasantly sticky. Yeah. And you don't want sticky dairy uh, left around zones of hot and moist friction
1: But with the blindfold game you put one on your you put one on your shoulder partner takes a minute to find it the, with their shoulder right and it's the yeah. anticipation of you know find it and then and then after about four or five spots you put it on your dick <laughs> and They gotta go find it with their mouth it's amazing
0: that's that's a much better strategy. All right, well, so, uh, question asker, maybe ditch the cherry sauce, just get a little dab of, uh, whipped cream going, and, uh, here's what you do, you blindfold one person at the orgy, and you put another dab of whipped cream on somebody, (laughs) and they gotta find it, so, you gotta be a little careful, because maybe they're licking, you know, 20 people, and it's just a time sink, and by that point, the whipped cream is probably deflated and rancid, and, uh, you know, so just maybe, maybe put a couple on different people. There's a lot of lot of ways you could do this.
1: Those but, are adjectives you definitely want adjacent to your sexual activity: <laughs> deflated and rancid.
0: <laughs> hey, man, no, no kink shaming on this podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The old, uh, the old rotten, rotten food kink.
1: <laughs> our deflated and rancid would have some words for us.
0: Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can create that. That can be our fan sub. <laughs> inflated and rancid. Yeah. We'll call them the rancy boys. <laughs> dead now. All right. Well, with I'm Arthur dead. dead, it's time for question number 3. Yeah. Uh a little more serious. What do you look for in a woman uh or in a woman that you could see yourself with long term? And I assume this means, you know, men too, just a partner. Sure,
1: sure. Uh number one thing you got to make me laugh. I gotta I gotta be able to have a laugh with you. Because if I can't, that's a big problem. <laughs> you gotta know how to yes and
0: what is a uh, what's a yes You're and
1: You're not familiar with yes anding? You're so good at it. Um so yes anding is the concept from uh improvisational comedy wherein uh you don't deny uh someone else's premise in a comedic bit. What you do so I say something like, uh fucking I can't ugh. I feel like a dick not being able to come up with a good example. But like I come I say something funny and you don't go, No, it's not like that. You go, ah, Yeah, I yeah, yeah, it's like that and and I'm gonna put something else on it. Yeah. And then you have like basically a comedic snowball where uh one person sucks the other person off and then spits it into their mouth. No. I mean that is a snowball, but <laughs>
0: all right. I don't know. There's a term for that. That's a, yes, sanding, dude. Out here learning some more uh, more English on this podcast. Yeah. Are those your main things? You got anything else? Sense of humor, um, and you
1: gotta have a great smile. Like it doesn't matter how fucked up your teeth are. Like if your teeth are fucked up, you can still have a cute smile. You know. Damn right. And uh, I like good skin. I'm a big skin guy. Like if you're all broken out, it's a little, little bit of a chill for me. But uh, yeah, good skin, sense of humor, and uh, and
0: uh, good smile. Right on. That's a that's a that's a solid list. I think I'm with you on the humor uh, and the yes and especially the ability to just kind of like banter. Like if you can keep a bit going. Yeah, roll with me. That's always a good ass time. Yeah, I I appreciate that, in friends uh, and people I date. Um, Let's see. Uh, I think we've kind of mentioned before, and I think, uh, well, definitely mentioned before, I've dealt with some depression and anxiety, and so I appreciate people who also, like, get and understand that. Yeah. Uh, For one, for my sake, because it helps to have a partner, like, understands where you're coming from when you're having a rough time, and also for their sake, because, you know, you're not familiar with dealing with kind of depression yourself and you date somebody who's depressed, I'm sure that could be isolating and really not good and can lead to some problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is less of a thing for me these days, but you know, I think once, if you've dealt with that, it's always something that can, you know, come back sometimes in small ways. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, emotional intelligence. Is is a good way to put that? I think. We, yeah,
0: that's that's a good term. Uh, I, I also just kind of like weird people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you gotta a good weird. You got like a. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think how to articulate this. Uh, not not a normie. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna use fucking four chan speak to describe <laughs> what I'm looking for in a relationship. <laughs> you get the idea. I don't yeah. I, I think that's just friends too. I think, you know, Arthur, I think you're about the same way. Yeah. You know, just people a little bit off is, is good.
1: Yeah. If, if you're into all the mainstream shit and that's all you're into, like if you can't, like if there's nothing in your taste profile that, uh, that's off the beaten path, like I don't have much to
0: say to you. Exactly. I'm with, I'm with you on that. But then, uh, but also, you know, not somebody who's completely identical, you know, because there's a certain boredom oh. to dating someone who is <laughs> too similar, just does not bring interest to the table, because then, one, I don't know, at least personally, I don't feel like, I don't want to be the person deciding every move and, like, movies to watch and, like, oh, we're just going to do shit that I like. It yeah, just gets, that's fucked up. It's Yeah, bring bring something else, especially, uh, uh, you know, especially if you know something like expertise or interest that I don't know anything about yeah no. uh, that's I don't know that's always fucking cool to be able to like share learning about something or doing something you don't know anything about from somebody who does, and you also fucking love that person yeah that's a that's that's a pretty wonderful situation.
1: I would date myself though oh uh, yeah if i if there was a clone <laughs> of me out there in the world, <laughs> I would be like oh shit it it me, I'm that Y'all, you want to fuck? And me, me would say yes. (laughs) You know what he's going (laughs) to (laughs) say? I know exactly what he would say. He'd be like, um, yeah, and when we're done, you finna play some X-Wing?
0: Boom. Damn. Definitely. The the ideal. I don't know if I could date me. I I think I'd be kind of, I'm a bit of a pain in the ass. (laughs) I think I'd get sick of my shit.
1: That seems possible.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Uh so that that kind of answers back to the question that kind of answers uh between the two of us but I think like the general general principle there is uh you know before I think you can find somebody you can like ideally work with in the long term I don't think this is for everybody but I think a good thing is you got to you got to know yourself pretty well you got to know what you mm-hmm. like what you don't like and uh what you need out of a partner so I think a big component of this you know, before you even kind of can be looking is to figure that shit out for yourself. Now, that comes from dating with people and, I don't know, uh, just getting older, I guess, but it's an important thing. And especially if you can even have that thought and then articulate those answers to yourself, um, I think that shows that you're at a state where you are there and then you can actively look for, for those things. You know what I mean?
1: I feel you, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's too, too technical a way of going about it, but I I think the general principle is, uh, is there.
1: My dear friend, Elizabeth, um, asked me what I was looking for in a partner, uh, when I was, I think like 24 thereabouts. And I'm pretty sure what I said was, I want a girl when she got, she got the big tits and she's and she's got a bowl packed for me when I get home. Yeah,
0: brother. <laughs> and I
1: think back <laughs> on that answer. And I'm just like, you had no idea what you were looking for at all.
0: Ah, fucking accurate. I think I think I had a similar mindset at like the beginning of college. Like, uh Yeah, dude, like if we can if we could play video games together, that would be sick.
1: That is sick though. <laughs> like have you ever had a girlfriend you could play video games with?
0: I have actually. That is a good time. It's like fucking that's great. The, that's the fundamental thing you come down to. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a no. Not
0: not ideal. Uh, I think finally, just spending time with somebody. Sometimes you just figure that out. Like if you, you know, date for a while, and you know, you're not getting in a bunch of fights. Especially if your communication is good. You know, you have a rough spot, and you can get past that. You know, if one of you wronged the other one, without it devolving into a fight. Uh that's a pretty fucking good sign. Yeah. Just being able to match in terms of communication with someone, uh that is possibly the most important thing uh from from my perspective. Uh, it's certainly one of the most. Yeah. Yeah. So little uh little all over the place answer, but I I hope we got that all right. I think we got it. I think we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely different for everybody, but there's some of those uh some of those things carry over. They sure do. All right. Thank you to uh, our question box folks this week. And uh, again, you can uh, find the link to the question box on our website. Send you, send us your question. Uh, we'll answer it, even if it's about cherry sauce
1: orgies. It really is my favorite part of the show. I love it so much. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. And it makes picky so much more strong. Dude. <laughs> I came in. So we just hit 30 questions in the box. I came wow. in uh, earlier today and picky had. Uh, cobbled together a kind of makeshift bench and was uh, bench pressing something near 300 pounds. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but uh, you know if somebody breaks in, I'm I'm definitely safe now.
1: <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> hey, Donovan, what's it? Is it mature? If I 24F Ghost, my friend with benefits, 30M. I've been seeing the same guy for over a year now. We sleep together, but it's never consistent. Sometimes it goes on for months of no communication. Sometimes it's every few days of meeting up and doing the deed. He told me about his abusive childhood, and we share similar pasts. We're both dismissive. Not sure what that means, but (laughs) sure. Uh, Whenever I ask him to hang out, he usually always says he needs a rain check. It's been a year of on and off sex. I'm getting bored and restless. Do I owe him an explanation for bowing out? I wanted to explain tonight that this is too stressful for me. He told me he couldn't see me. He never gave me a day that works. We were never anything serious and I'm sick of him pushing me away. Can I just block him and move on? I feel lame sending a breakup text if we never dated. TLDR, do I owe a fuck buddy of almost a year a breakup text? Or can I just block and move on? Is blocking without explaining childish? And that was posted by Cool Room Chill.
0: nice dude. Chill. Yeah, super chill. Uh, I think a general ghosting is not the greatest idea, but I think this depends on context. And, uh, I don't know, from the sounds of what you're saying, he's always doing the rain check. Uh, It's been kind of an on and off thing. I, it doesn't sound like there's emotional investment on this guy's part uh, or on your part from what you're saying. So I don't, I don't think you necessarily, it, you don't owe him anything in terms of uh, a text. I I don't think it would be a, uh, I don't think it's a lame and I think it's kind of a nice thing to do to, to say something. Uh, but if it's something that's given you, you know, a lot of anxiety or you're stewing over it, then I, you could, you could just stop talking to him. Yeah.
1: I think you could ghost him. Um but I mean it, it, it's probably a good idea to give him like a like a closing statement. Like you don't even have to go that in depth, you just have to be like um hey uh I'm uh, I'm done with what we've been doing. What we've been doing, it's over. So uh don't call me no more.
0: There you go. Yeah, I Definitely not a big drawn-out explanation there, especially because it it sounds like what you're anxious about. Um, But I think doing either that, either just kind of a short message or not talking to him, if you still have any interest, and it's just that kind of he is not being consistent and he keeps uh, bailing on you, uh, maybe not block him and just see what happens. Because if he does just kind of trail off, well, you clearly made the right move, and there's the deal. But if you do have some interest... You know, it could be kind of a kick in the butt of like, oh, I'm taking this for granted. Uh, we should keep, I should, you know, actually uh, stay in touch and like actually do things. If, uh mean, if we want to keep banging. But like, it, it, just, it just comes down to what you want in this.
1: Yeah, because the thing I'm thinking is if you really want out, you give, them the, you give them the final ultimatum, the final message, you tell them it's over. Or... You just keep letting this happen. <laughs> you just keep letting <laughs> Like, if there was somebody in my life that I could have inconsistent sex with, that that sounds pretty good. <laughs> 'Cause you're like yeah. 'cause you're like, uh, you know, you're dating around, you know, there's no expectations from this person. You can do whatever you want elsewhere. Um But, you know, you say you get out of a relationship. And you like a bad breakup and then three months later you can be like Fuck it is the Sahara Desert over here <laughs> Dry as hell WYD and get there the, you and get that
0: WY dick Yeah you leave the window open for the uh the old WYD Yeah I, I will say too though the fact that like this person is asking this question and just kind of the way that she's writing this, I think she's there's a little, might be a little uh, emotional aspect there.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Not a
0: lot, but I, I kind of get a sense in that. And so I will say, if this is just something that's flat out pissing you off, uh, and it's making you feel bad, and it's because you you know you have some feelings there, then I think that would be the situation in, in which blocking might be the good move. Yeah, because this guy's been consistently inconsistent. Oh, nice. I think it's a modest mouse lyric. He <laughs> has been consistently inconsistent with hanging out with you. And if that's making you feel shitty, then, you know, you just don't. If he keeps, if you cut off contact and he keeps coming back, that's going to keep you in that situation. Yeah. And if you don't kind of trust yourself to get out of that, but recognize that this is fucking with you, then blocking might be the best option. It's
1: true. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's completely out of the question for her to just walk away and not explain anything.
0: But no, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you on that. You, you, don't, you, don't,
1: you don't owe, owe him an explanation. You don't owe
0: him yeah. anything. Exactly. Exactly. I've also just kept kind of a general principle with, uh, I think, dating and, uh, you know, sit friends with benefits situations like this. Uh, I'm always, you ask somebody out, you know, and they say, I got something going on. And that's all right. You give them the benefit of the doubt because, like, people have shit going on. Like, that's normal. Right. But I'm usually, if you do that, I'd say like three times, and you're getting that every time. Uh, you gotta just kind of let off there, you know. Yeah. If they are interested and stuff has actually come up, you know, they'll fucking ask you to do something. Uh, but if not, then you know, there you go. You're out of it. You, you just don't. You don't. It's not lame. I don't think necessarily, but it just. It's not. It's not good to be the person who keeps messaging when somebody's not giving you the time of day. You gotta. You want a little more self confidence with that. You don't want to put all your eggs in the basket of somebody who is, uh, you know, not coming through when you ask them to do something. Right. Same thing with friends. So, yeah. Yeah. I block if it's making you uncomfortable. If not, just move on. Leave it empty, and uh, maybe he'll message you. Maybe he won't. But you know, set your sights on uh, other d horizons yep
1: you feel me <laughs> yep i feel it i
0: feel <laughs> it strongly all right uh we got time for this next one
1: Absol- absolutely on. we're we're doing we're doing great on time
0: okay i think the uh i think having a couple cuts just threw me there
1: yeah it's 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 like that it'd be like that, you know people don't think it'd be like it is. But it do.
0: But it do. It do. Arthur, I meant to, uh, I meant to mention uh, something else uh, I found in my notebook. Okay. Great a uh, joke premise. A one man human centipede. Like this, like this. He's figured out how to eat his own ass, and he likes <laughs> it so much that he's sewn his lips to his own asshole, and it's kind, of, it's like the human Roly Poly. It could be like the third sequel. cold yeah maybe maybe it wasn't you know it, I just shouldn't have been doing stand-up I should have been writing horror films it's true yeah can I there'd be, be like a scene where he just like rolls da- like Sonic the Hedgehog just like rolls down a hallway uh, I don't know what he's trying to escape for because it seems like he he put himself in this situation sure uh, <laughs> we can work <laughs> that out later
1: <laughs> I feel I feel compelled to share uh, just one one thing from my notebook Um. Are, anyone out there listen to listen to Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast? anybody anybody a fan of that? A couple of episodes. This episode of Comedy Bang Bang is real fucking loud. Because <laughs> that's what happens when I leave my volume all the way up, and then I play an episode
0: of Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> uh, or or it's what happens when you're listening to Radio Free Tibet, and we put in a Linkin Park drop. Oh, I'm so tempted! I'm so tempted to put it right there. <laughs> I promise, I promise the listeners we're not do it again. So if you do, please, please have a Okay,
1: volume. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show some restraint.
0: Whoo! I'm, I'm here defending you, listeners. I am the ear defender. And uh, hey, speaking of body parts, typical adorable asshole. That's the that's the title of this question. Uh-huh. I, as a youngin. I'm coming to you, wiser and more experienced folk, for some help. My boyfriend, sixteen M, and I, sixteen F, have amazing chemistry and have been together off and on for a little less than three years. Recently, we got much closer. There's a lot of ellipses in there, that means and they I fucked. thought that thought that oh, nice. I think that means they fucked. I, I think so too. <laughs> and I thought that uh, maybe he would pay little more attention to me because of it. Nope. But at school, he still barely acknowledges me, which I wasn't too surprised by, because he told me he wants to keep our relationship low-key for reasons. Instead of making a beeline for his ex's beautiful little sister, who is also his good friend...
1: Oh, Oh, instead, making a beeline.
0: Okay, he barely acknowledges me instead making a beeline for his ex's beautiful little sister, who is also his good friend, and starts chatting it up. Now, this wouldn't be so bad if they weren't both chronic flirts and were a little little too touchy with each other. Mm. I have addressed the situation with him a few times before, and he knows I'm hurt by it. But he excuses himself by saying school just makes him really tired. But he isn't too tired to talk to another girl? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And pretty much everyone but me? Also several question marks. I'm not asking for much. All I want is for him to treat me like a friend when we were at school. But all I am is a shadow until he texts me in the evening. Whenever I see it, whenever I see them, it practically ruins my day, and I have to just leave the room. But I love him so much, and he's adorable? Question mark? Please help, frowny face. TLDR, boyfriend, basically ignores me at school, and talks to another girl, but then pays attention to me again when we hang out one-on-one. And that was posted by Val underscore (laughs) N.
1: Why your relationship low key? Why? Why is that? Yeah, that's
0: that is a that is a bad that's a bad sign.
1: I feel like if you are gonna bang, you should be able to stand on a rooftop and yell, This girl is my whole reason for being <laughs> on <Or> sometimes. <laughs> Once you get older it gets a little more complicated. When you're 16, it should be just pure, unadulterated throwing your like you should be throwing yourselves in.
0: Exactly, exactly. And no good relationship has a partner telling the other one to like keep this on the down low.
1: Yeah, if you You could just not tell anybody that we're fucking together, that'd be real cool. Because I
0: unless you're unless you're like literally Romeo and Juliet with some sort of like family thing keeping you apart. But uh, obviously, that's not this. So I think two possibilities here. Number one, uh, he's weird or embarrassed by this, and that's why he doesn't want to, you know, say things, which mm-hmm. not great. Uh, you know, you don't want to be dating somebody who's embarrassed uh, that they're dating you. Yeah. Uh, number two, which I think is more likely, this dude's trying to keep the door open for the ex's beautiful little sister Oof. and possibly other girls, <laughs> and Oof. he's doing the shit in front of you, like yeah. that's. That's fucking whack. Quit fucking him. Yes.
1: It's going to be real hard because I imagine it's your first time. And when you have your first time with somebody, all you want to do is that. At least that was how it worked for me. Um but you're going to have you're going to have to just cut that off until he's willing to make more of a commitment to you, I think.
0: I right, I'm with you on that. And also just, I think is the case for many people, the first person you have sex with, especially if you're in a relationship and have feelings for them, that can like really fucking make those feelings intense and make you protective of that person. Yeah. make you. It make make you fucking crazy. And uh, the, the problem there is that that can then drive you to take shit from your partner just because your feelings are so strong. It clouds your judgment of, you know, what you deserve in a relationship. And, uh, especially, you know, if you're 16 and don't have a whole lot of dating experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but the long and short of it is this, this dude's treating you like shit. And I'm with you, Arthur. Stop, stop fucking this dude. Uh, been on and off together too. She says that's, that's also just not a good sign. Mm -hmm. Uh, my gut feeling is fuck this dude. Like literally just get literally, not literally (laughs) fuck this dude.
1: You have already (laughs) literally fucked this dude. Yeah.
0: Now fuck this guy. Uh, he's not treating you right. And that's not cool. And get out of there. Uh, is that? It's been so long. There, there oh, they fucking were. Oh, yes. yes! Oh, those golden, golden horns. That feels good. That yeah, feels good to hard, have them back. Hard air horn on this guy. Um, but if you see it differently, and if you can't quite get yourself out of this, which is very fucking possible, being 16 and having the strong feelings, uh, at least talk to him. You know, at least <laughs> tell him that this is bullshit uh it's making you feel crappy and you can't keep doing this if you want to continue dating
1: 9 so. 9.99 out of 10 times when someone says i want to keep our relationship low key for reasons that reason is either their girlfriend or wife are you happy with being a secret are you happy with being ignored so he can flirt with someone else because if you learn to draw boundaries now, while you're young, you can and will find someone who doesn't treat you in a way that makes you unhappy, says KK Ada.
0: Exactly. B- boundaries are the thing there. it's If you let this happen and you continue having sex with this guy and seeing this guy, you are sending the message that it's okay for him to do this. Or even that if it's not okay, you're still going to stick around if he does this shit. And... You know, if he is the crappy guy he seems to be, he will continue doing this shit. Absolutely. So you, you gotta stand up for yourself. And I think ideally, just get the fuck out. Just get out of this one. This yeah. guy sucks.
1: Just make your escape. And let yeah. these air horns be be your jet blast.
0: Bingo. All right, good luck out there, uh, Vell underscore N. And uh, fuck, man. I, I was low-key in this situation in high school. No I shit. I that, like, just intense feeling... Yeah, not not full on bad like this, but just dating a girl, really fucking strong feelings, less of virginity, and like you just obsess about it, and then you become distant and stuff, and you're just like, I'd do anything for this person. That's like what love is supposed to be, and it's like, no, you, you got to learn at a certain point to recognize when shit isn't working out. You know, even if you have those feelings, that's like a, it's a big old step on, uh, you know, developing into a, a functioning person. But it fucking sucks. (laughs) Yeah. This is easy advice to give, but in that situation, it is so fucking hard to walk away from somebody that you, you know, legitimately do love and have strong feelings for. uh, Yeah. Even if that love is pretty ill-informed and uh, toxic as fuck, it sounds like. (laughs) So good luck out there.
1: Yeah. Wish you all the best. Okay. This is serious in brackets. And also, Uh
0: NSFW in brackets. (gasps) Not on my good, clean Christian podcast. (laughs) I'll let it slide, but you're on thin ice now, Bram. Am I being
1: fucked with? I, 31M, period. So I met this girl on Tinder, and we were chatting for a bit, and things were going really well. She was very beautiful, and quite a bit more than the usual people I meet on Tinder. After a while she asked me to head over to Kik. I didn't think much of it and probably and what well, I didn't think much of it, and it would probably be fun to video chat and see more pictures. So I head over to the new app and things are going well. She starts doing some heavy flirting, telling me how hot I am and how excited she's getting, etc. We start a video chat and her video is black, but mine works. She starts sending pictures to make up for it. I'm a little unsure of if she is real or not, so I ask her to do specific poses, and she does them. Once I lose my suspicions, I put my guard down. Bad idea? Question mark? In parenthesis? She starts getting way into me, and I'm way into her. At one point, I swear I saw a bit of blurry video on her end, even though she claims her camera wouldn't work. We more or less have phone sex. I don't know what else you would call it. Now it's a couple days later and we still message back and forth, kind of. I send real messages and get back very brief answers. I asked to meet IRL a few times and she keeps dodging it. So here's the thing. I'm not good looking enough to get a lady this beautiful. I'm kind of worrying now that the whole thing was a joke and now she doesn't know how to end it. But if she's really into me, how do I go about figuring this out? TLDR: Six out of ten male meets ten out of ten girl on Tinder. We have video slash picture sex, but I think she's messing with me. Is there anything else I can do to protect myself at this point? And that was posted by Jeff.
0: Advice. It's a bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. but It's a bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. Bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. Bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. but It's a
1: It's
0: fucking bot. Jesus Yeah, you got botted, my guy. And this is this is the fucking blatant one. I don't know if I mentioned this in my uh, top bot tips the other day. Anybody on Tinder who tells you to head over to a different app, uh, that's a fucking bot. Especially if it's Kick. Yeah. There's like so many out there. You just got the generic pictures. Uh, message you immediately, and you can respond to anything. Sometimes they will just be like robot emoji to see what happens. And they're always like, oh, I hate this app. Go, uh, here's this Kick link. Uh. But this has happened you have been you have been catfished, yeah, this is not good, <laughs> yeah, and if putting your guard down uh is what I suspect it is that you may be jerked off on camera yeah. with this person, there's a possibility uh that this goddamn bot, which is just some person on the other end, uh has your jerk off photos, and uh you might end up getting blackmailed. I think there's an episode of Black Mirror about this actually
1: i uh. A few weeks ago got a little drunk it was actually after an episode of this podcast a little hammered whoo and uh bot messaged me on facebook and uh without going too deep into details they got some photographs <laughs> oh no you got catfish. i got catfished real good and holy shit and uh i may have been having a bit of uh, of like a like edging towards mania kind of psychotic moment where I was like well fuck the internet's like sentient and asked me to do stuff better do it (laughs) um and uh yeah it came back to me and said that it wanted me to donate all this money to a uh to a some kind of fund and I said uh I wouldn't donate a fucking dime to some robot piece of shit with pictures (laughs) of my dick sent, sent me all this fucking scareware shit and I was just like, eat a million dicks, and then nothing ever happened with it. So, you know, if you did, if you did get catfished, likely nothing's going to happen from it.
0: But that—that's a hundred percent the move. Uh, if somebody contacts you with this, threatening to blackmail you, ignore fucking everything. You know, the way that that would work is if they can get you worked up about it or freaked out. You know, yeah. then they got some power over you. Engage
1: to the degree that you're still having fun. That's what I did. Like I was yeah. still, I thought it was hilarious.
0: I don't, I don't get the impression this dude thinks that though. No, probably not. The fact that it, what if, what if she really is into me? So that sucks. Yeah. You learned a valuable lesson here. But fucking ignore anything, any random messages that you get. Uh, don't engage with it, so you don't get you know, I don't know, extorted with your your weenie pics.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary, but you know, probably
0: nothing had, gonna happen. I had my. Uh, I haven't thought about that. There, there, so there's you ever seen that Black Mirror episode? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I've seen every episode of Black Mirror except for Hang the DJ because I was having a full-on uh, manic episode when that one came up in my queue, and I was like, Hang the DJ. I'm the DJ. <laughs> Black Mirror wants me to kill myself. I'm going to skip this one.
0: Big, big fucking pass. Uh, they got the episode where this basically happens. uh it's like this high school kid,
1: yeah, he looks uh, at the kitty porn, and then he gets like the series of instructions that he has to complete,
0: or exactly anything. it yeah. goes and goes and do it, and it ends up with him like fucking murdering somebody or something along those lines, spoiler alert, anyways, just don't fucking engage with that stuff, yeah, I was like, if I was in that situation, not the kitty porn part, <laughs> but the shirking yeah. the jerking off part, you know uh you you it could only get worse if you were to engage with like this nebulous fucking evildoer on the other end. You know what I mean? Your dick's already out there. Uh, don't don't fucking work What the worst case is they send that to somebody and you're like, sorry, I got catfished. Sorry, you have to see that. But they're not going to do that if you don't engage with them. Like, There's right. just no reason to. So, yeah. Don't fuck with bots, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't fuck with bots. Bad idea.
0: Refer to the episode with the top tips. Ugh, goddamn. <laughs> I don't want to make fun of her. I just didn't, I didn't think people fucking fell for this shit on Tinder.
1: I got catfished at a middle school dance. You want to hear how that's happened?
0: Uh, please. How the fuck? Yeah, please okay. do.
1: So I'm at a middle school dance, and there is uh, um, a Sadie Hawkins portion of the evening where uh, the young ladies are asked to choose a young man to dance with. Right? So I'm standing by the edge. And uh, the two cutest girls in the school, or at least the girls who thought they were the cutest, you know, the two that were like the most confident. They're, it's like, who's going to be the first to pick uh, a young fellow to dance with? And they go out to the middle of the floor. And then they break off and they pick me and a, and a little boy named Donnie. And they pull him out to, they pull us out to the middle of the floor. And then they turn. And they dance with each other. The girls do.
0: Oh, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did you, what'd you do?
1: I actually, I grabbed Donnie. <laughs> and we hit a little dance pose. And then the uh, the DJ said, hey, 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 hey. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Are you fucking serious? I'm 100% serious that actually happened oh, in my life. My I'm like, wow, that's fucking the gayest shit I've ever heard of in my life that he would just that he that he would that he would drop that bullshit. Oh my god. That old
0: chestnut.
1: That old chestnut. Thanks, speaking Ohio. Of, good job.
0: Hang the DJ. Speaking of hanging the DJ, hang that fucking... Hang
1: thing. hang that god DJ. From Dude, the good Raptors. on you for
0: being in middle school though and being like, I'm gonna fucking own this and like do some dance moves regardless. Like that, exactly that's
1: legit. I yeah. I just kind of I got pulled out to the middle and I knew it was happening as it was happening. I'm like, they're going to do something that is going to try to embarrass the shit out of me. I am going to own it up and I am going, I am not going to be fucked over in this moment.
0: That's, that's rad as fuck. Damn, dude. Pulling that shit off at middle school, dating the girl from, uh, having a girlfriend in kindergarten. You're a fucking, you're a confident ass kid back in yeah.
1: I mean completely unearned. I think it's probably a little bit of Asperger's that just like I don't know how to read a situation. I just like, well, here I
0: am. Fucking. Okay, Shit. I don't got, man. I I'd like to think I would have done the same move, but I'm pretty sure I would have just had an anxiety attack in middle school and like booked it out of there.
1: Yeah. That's what they that's what that bitch wanted. She wanted me to run. And I was like, nah. Cause they turned to Jeez. dance with each other, and it was funny. I looked right at Donnie, and I gave a big shrug, and then, <laughs> and he looked at me, and he shrugged too. And it's funny he he yes handed me so hard, like I just ah. I put a hand on his back, and like we held our hands up like we were gonna do a dance move, and the DJ just shut it all down. Oh
0: God, hang that DJ, hang that DJ. That's rad as fuck though. I will say too, even if I wasn't getting catfished in middle school. Uh, And a girl just like picked me as the first person, I would also just have a panic attack. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I don't think I became comfortable with dancing until like definitely the past, you know, four or five years. Ah, that shit was traumatizing to me as a kid. Dancing's hard. I was. I was always so clunky. I just felt like fucking Hannah's and uncomfortable, and I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yep. Good times. Hey,
1: speaking of getting the fuck out of there. Uh, our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and you can find their music at NowhereMusic.Bandcamp.com.
0: And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the band The Hayfellows, who you can find it at thehayfellows.com, Instagram.com slash The Hayfellows. We're on Spotify. Check them out. It's The Hayfellows.
1: It has been truly, and I can't overstate this, a pleasure to have you with us. And I can't wait to see you again next
0: week. Me too, brother. And me too to you the audience. Thank you again for the uh big old chunk of uh, anonymous question box questions. We love it. And uh saving my cat. And uh thanks for listening as always. This is episode 32 for us. I think we've hit I think we've hit 6 months now. Yeah. Is rad as fuck. I feel feel very good about it and it means a lot to us that you guys listen.
1: Yeah. We we love you so very much and uh we can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks. Bye.
0: I was trying to think of my little outro thing as usual, but I got nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>